0: And salutations <laughs> to S. I guess the SPN family? Is that the yeah. proper term? Oh my God. Well, welcome to the first episode of Liar Liar Mom on Fire, <laughs> a supernatural podcast right here on the Onstage blog. Poor Mary. <laughs> I know. Well, it, it, it was tough finding a title for this podcast, I, I have to be honest. There are a lot of supernatural podcasts, and they seem to have taken all the good you know, punny names, so to speak. I mean, Women of Letters mm-hmm. is a good one. What's another good title of a podcast? the Winchester Brothers. Winchester Brothers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I Wayward Sisters just didn't feel right because this just feels disrespectful to the show that never happened, so to speak. <laughs> and but, you're not a sister. <laughs> and you're not a sister. But um, Liar, Liar, Mom on Fire. This was a meme that I saw just, you <laughs> know, scrolling through and I just thought it was perfect for this podcast. Mm-hmm. A little bit of humor injected. Not that I support setting moms on fire or anything like that, because I'm talking don't to a mom. Don't pin me to the ceiling. I know, <laughs> but this is going to be a classic, very kind of straightforward rewatch type of podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, let me introduce first of all the person sitting across me. Do you want? I, I don't want to take words out of your mouth. Go ahead and introduce yourself, please. I'm Nicole. And I'm Chris. We are the Peterson spouses, I guess. Um, And you know, this is a podcast that we thought up probably on the way, were we driving home from Maryland? So technically on a road trip Mm -hmm. as the Winchester brothers do a lot on this series. But I said, you know, would it be fun as a couple's activity (laughs) to binge watch Supernatural? I mean, you've seen these episodes. Gosh, if you had to you know, estimate how many times you've seen this. Well, I've series. seen
1: every single episode at least once, but there are certain episodes that I have seen dozens of times. I mean, there is a certain few DVDs from season four that I fell asleep to for almost all of like two thousand
0: nine. Oh, believe me, I saw. I, I, I remember the
1: same DVD and say, you know, good. I think it was the second or third DVD from season one with Faith and Route 666.
0: So, all, I mean, oof. basically what I wanted to get you to say yes. was that you're, you're a like, hardcore fan. I mean, yes. there's no way about it.
1: I, there's no way around it except to say I found Supernatural through fan fiction. I mean, let's just, let's just put it <laughs> out
0: there. put it out there. I mean, I mean real, real <laughs> SPN fans know the fan fiction community pretty well. Um, so still put it out there. <laughs> common, common—the worst-kept secret among the fandom. But um, yeah, and I—we've been together now for about 13 years. Yes, and I would say what out of 12 of those 13 years, you've been a supernatural fan.
1: Uh, 10. Okay. Because it was I found it right after we got married, oh, and okay. we're almost on our 10th anniversary. So I think it was longer than that. It just seems just like a seems long longer. time. There you go. And but, yeah, no, because uh, right after season five ended, I binged watched the whole first five seasons and then wow. caught up by season six.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy. Well, I mean, given that this is the last season, something I've been kind of teasing you about for the past couple of years, like how are you going to feel when this show ends, uh, I figured the timing was right <laughs> for us to kind of go back and start at the beginning. So yes. what we're going to do on this podcast, ladies – and gentlemen and folks, is we are going to literally go back and watch every single episode of Supernatural. We're going to deep dive into each episode, talk about things we liked, didn't like. We've got some pretty interesting categories to get through uh, you know, with each episode, but this should be fun. Mm-hmm. And for, for those of you who are thinking that this is going to be a spoilerific podcast, we're not going to do that. So even though we all no. know that you know, lines and dialogue that happen in season one or, are play a heavy um, impact in season six or seven or mm-hmm. you know, callbacks and things like that. We're not going to say anything because we want also people that are discovering supernatural for the first time to enjoy these episodes. But I do, I do want to warn folks listening to this, like, Please watch these episodes before you listen yes. to this podcast. You know, it's, it's spoiler per episode. Spoiler <laughs> per episode, exactly. Exactly. And if I mess up, you just cut me out, right? Yeah, we're going to edit that. Out. So <laughs> yeah. if, if
1: there's a,
0: you know, if there's abrupt cuts left and right, you know, we will edit uh, Nicole. It's out. Because
1: I went on a tangent. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Well, let's get into it. So I, I figured since we're starting with the first episode, it would only be appropriate to. Briefly talk about the the creation of Supernatural, mm-hmm. as it were, and I mean I'm I, I don't know how much you know about the the backstory, so to speak, the creation of this series. A decent amount, decent amount. So yeah. I, I just did a little research here. Um, pretty interesting stuff that Eric Kripke basically had been trying to get this pitched for mm-hmm. ten years prior mm-hmm. to the premiere date. So I mean he had been working on this for a while. Um, the original characters were Dean and Sal, mm-hmm. which I thought were interest was interesting as an homage to um, Jack Kerouac's road trip novel On the Road, mm-hmm. uh, and he felt that uh, later on that you know obviously Sam I think is a better name than Sal, which I, think, I agree. I, I just don't think Sal Winchester, <laughs> Sal Sally, uh, would have uh, you know played well, so to speak, but. Um, the the Winchester name that obviously came from his interest in the Winchester Mystery House, mm-hmm. and you know he always you know said that he grew up on shows like The Dukes of Hazard and Knight Rider, which had iconic cars, mm-hmm. which is how we got to the Impala, which has yeah. become the iconic um, you know uh, you know status symbol, so to speak. Yes, the iconic symbol that is the Impala. So. Um, that's kind of the backstory on the creation of the series, kind of Mm breezing over a lot of details, but kind of hitting some important parts. Um, let's talk about the casting real quick before we get into this episode, Mm -hmm. because we are introduced to important characters that are going to have an important arc throughout the entire series. Obviously, first we have to talk about Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki. Padalecki.
1: (laughs) I always have trouble pronouncing. It's been 10 years and you still can't say his last name. (laughs) So, (laughs) so,
0: um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway um, So Jensen Originally when they he auditioned He actually auditioned for Sam mm-hmm. But he ended up liking the role of Dean A lot better and preferred that Ended up getting the role uh, Interestingly enough, I didn't know this, he was actually on Small Smallville at the yeah, same time. Yeah, he was Jason and Teague. That's crazy. And then they killed him off so he could go supernatural. <laughs> like, oh, he's going to supernatural. Let's let's kill him off quickly. Um, and then Jared uh, also spoilers was... for Smallville. Jeez, oh, I'm Chris. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to be doing that. that no. <laughs> binge later. Um, but uh, interesting enough, Jared also obviously coming off major success from Gilmore, Gilmore Girls, Girls. yeah, where he played a character of Dean, mm-hmm. ironically. Um, was also really intrigued by this script, you know. Early on, both guys auditioned for it. Later, we were we found out that they both were kind of like the top choices for both those roles, uh-huh. so to speak. So, really, not much, you know, casting uh, what ifs, if you will, when it comes to um, this series. But uh, we also get to see a, a very young Jeffrey Dean Morgan playing John Winchester, which uh-huh. is a very pivotal role, um, and also the mom, which I really love. What, what is the actress's name who plays the mom? Uh, Samantha. The Smith, right? Mm -hmm. Playing Mary Winchester, who also has, um, you know, obviously a very important arc as well, so to speak. But um, pretty straightforward, um, you know, creation, inception, like not a lot of drama. It doesn't sound like there was production hell or anything like that. It just sounded like they got this thing together, went up to Vancouver and just started shooting. So um, let's get into it, folks. Let's get into why you're all listening to this podcast, which is where we are breaking down, we are deep diving into each and every episode of Supernatural. So we are starting with season one, episode one, which is, I feel, a symbolic title of an episode. I mean, it's called Pilot. <laughs> so much so much meaning behind that, you know, so many different interpretations of that word, right? Honestly, um, considering every other title has meaning. Right.
1: or has at least a pun or a story or a song behind it, give them one. Right, right. <laughs> so, pilot. Hey. Take your brother
0: outside as fast as you can. Don't look back. Now, geez, go! What we want to do first is kick off by reading the Netflix synopsis, because that's what we're watching. We, we're actually re-watching this on Netflix, where for those of you who have Netflix, you can enjoy it there. Um, The Netflix synopsis is: so, synopsis, synopsis, synopsis. Synopsis synopsis per episode. Synopsis,
1: synopsis, if it's multiple episodes.
0: (laughs) Synopsis. (laughs) Um, Sometimes they're accurate and sometimes they're not. But this one's actually pretty, pretty accurate. The synopsis is: two brothers witness their mother's paranormal death and are trained to fight by their father who aims to hunt down the thing that killed his wife. So... Somewhat accurate. No, but also, again,
1: they, like, the whole Mary death thing, they throw out
0: there. Right. Before, like... (laughs) Yeah, you kind of, like, spoiled, you know... The whole twist in the beginning. The whole twist. Um, Also, I mean, you know, how much did Sam really witness his mother's death? I mean, he was a baby. It's like... right. You know, I don't it's really it, Dean is the one who witnesses it. they would it. not be calling him to become a material witness no so to speak so yeah not much not much there but um, let's start by just talking about some general thoughts about this this first episode um, Nicole, why don't you kick us off?
1: Um, just a general note when I was pregnant with our son, I got, uh, induced early and he was supposed to be born on May 2nd when I was induced. And I was really, really worried that he was going to have the same birthday as Sam Winchester because I didn't want to die six months later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Here's the thing, folks. This is what you have to know about our lives. Um, literally as we were recording this podcast, our son, Sam... (laughs) Is Sam Peterson? Sam Peterson is sleeping in the other room. Yes, um, in his bed. Now he is much older. He is now five years old. Yes, so a baby. Um, but I mean, it just feels a little <laughs> weird that we're doing a podcast at night um, with our son Sam in the other room. So again, this is like you know. And again, we'll he know. was named after my grandfather. He was named. At, we did not name him after Sam Winchester. It just was a wonderful, con, you know, coincidence. Coincidence, and I just
1: thought it would be really bad luck if he was also
0: born on May second. There you go, just throwing it out there. There you go. I have one thing. Yes. Very. I mean, even for a pilot episode, very basic lo- opening logo sequence. Yes. I mean, we all know Supernatural later on. You know, with their with their opening title sequences. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not a spoiler. This one was just like Supernatural. <laughs> just the title, flashy like flash. Right, no sound effects, just supernatural. Yes. Um, very interesting. Also, really interesting to see Jeffrey Dean Morgan, a young Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is pre Grey's Anatomy. This is pre.
1: Well, I think you know, like everything. now when you think about him, you just think about Negan,
0: right? So it's a different look. A different well, look, very yeah, <laughs> Different look altogether. But uh, interestingly, uh, to see him there. But um, what else did you think about this episode?
1: Um. I forgot how many seeds were planted in this episode, and not just for plot, but famous quotes like quotes that are still relevant mm. and still mean something to the the whole canon of the show. Wow. Were planted in the pilot.
0: Yeah, they really kick. They really hit the ground running with yes the canon, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, couple couple questions I had though as I was watching this. Mm-hmm. The first thing was, and, and this is just a question on the spot that I had. So Mary Mary walks by the the room, she sees this dark figure looming over mm-hmm. the, the crib. She thinks it's John. Yep. So she goes downstairs, sees John sleeping on the couch, realizes it's not John, mm-hmm. and just runs back upstairs. I would think that she'd probably be like John, like you know, like let something, right. out. but and she doesn't. And that was a very big like, why didn't she do that? I mean, so that, that question is going to stick with me for a while. It needs to stay with you
1: for a long time.
0: One thing I should mention, folks, is while Nicole has seen basically every episode of Supernatural, I've seen about 40% of the show. Yes. So you have a
1: terrible that, binge record. Chris always starts and never finishes.
0: But I'm going to st- start <laughs> and finish this one. Yes. I promise you that. <laughs> I, I promise you that. Accountability. Yeah, so that that one kind of was a little weird to me. Um, also, like when Sam, when Dean surprises Sam yes. in, his, in his apartment later that night or later on, mm-hmm. and they do that like quick like fighting yeah. thing, they're going at it a hundred percent. Yes. So my question is, if Dean knows it's Sam, why is Dean punching Sam full force in the face <laughs> as a as a wrestler? Now I've
1: seen him. you wrestle your brother. Yeah, but I'm not
0: not trying to break his jaw. Like, they're they're going at it in that scene. No, I know. But I think also
1: that Dean is cocky enough where he thinks he can just stop him. And he does.
0: I mean, he does. I mean, I'm just saying, like, those punches were – they were not pulling their punches. uh, No, they weren't. In that scene. Um,
1: But there's a lot of – like, as you dig into it, there's a lot more angst and – anger behind that interaction mm. between the two of them than we know now. Right.
0: Right. That's good. That's a good point. That's a good point. What are, what are some other general thoughts you had about the show? Um,
1: like and we'll get into it a little bit later, but I, I felt like we got a really good snippet of who these guys are mm-hmm. just in that opening conversation between the three of that uh, between uh, Sam Jess and Dean and between Sam and Dean in that hallway before they hop in the Impala like I feel like in that five minutes mm-hmm. we really get a full picture of who those characters are which is really cool like I I forgot how easy it was to jump into this show
0: right right I mean people forget that the first people to see the pilot episode are studio executives mm-hmm. so you and these, and these folks, Typically, are not um, how do I say this as <clears throat> empathetic or <laughs> compassionate or feeling towards characters. They're looking at interest. They're thinking about demographics. They're thinking about money mm-hmm. when it comes to these things. So, for them to truly kind of set the table in the way that they did in this episode was a huge roll of the dice for the the act. You know, for the, the mm-hmm. writing team. But it paid off. I think it really did pay off, and it, it, it created a lot of interest um, right off the bat, which I thought was great. CGI in this episode, nah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's a pilot episode. You're not going to have a really great budget. Plus it's, what, 2005, 2006?
1: Yeah, 2005. Well, actually, so probably 2004 when they were filming it, right? Right.
0: So, like, the de- like the death scene at the end they when, when <clears throat> the villains um, – you know, children come down and she mm-hmm. melts into hell and things like that. It seemed like they just tried to throw every type of effect they possibly could <laughs> yeah. like from fire to melting to water. It was just kind of all over the place. So it really kind of sign of the times, but um, yes, yeah, so, but some nice table setting I, I would call it. Yeah. In this episode.
1: I mean, and also what other horror shows or genre shows were on at the time that were trying to do those things mm. with special effects. Right. I don't really know. I mean, I, obviously there's always in my head, I'm saying something intelligent right now.
0: Yeah. You got to vocalize that in the podcast. I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But like the sci-fi channel was around and they were doing a lot of practical stuff and some CGI stuff, but
0: yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well on this podcast, what we're going to do is we've got a couple categories here of some talking Mm points. And the first one, is where we kind of talk about the villain or the monster or mm-hmm. you know, the weekly antagonist, if you will, so yes. to speak. And I like to call this, how bad is the big bad? So we have two. We've technically got two in this episode. So let's start with the first one, which we don't know the identity of yet. Right. We have no idea what the identity of this entity that has killed both now Sam's mom, mm-hmm. Sam and Dean's mom, as well as... Jessica, Jessica. So, I mean, Nicole. How bad is the big bad? That it's one's pretty bad. Really bad. Really, <laughs> not really just, bad. Not just like killing them, like killing them in a brutal, gruesome, like fashion, yes. like burning them alive. Um, you know, cut, I, I assume slicing them open in some, yes. you know, place, so to speak, across oh. the abdomen, both of them, oh. like gutting them, and then burning them, alive. and then burning them alive. Awful. Yes. On paper. Awful. Yes. Um, I do like the way they shot it though. Yeah. Like like them lying on the, you know, technically them lying on the ground, but then flipping Mm -hmm. it upside down. So it looks like they're on the ceiling. Um, Yeah. Like the the only thing that was a little unrealistic was at the end when, when Sam comes home and he lies down in his bed. So he lies back, and then he gets like three really quick droplets of blood mm-hmm. in a row, as opposed to the beginning episode where you get one drop right. and then things like that. So it just was like a little like so blood wasn't dripping right. before <laughs> in that in that volume, so to speak. But who knows? I mean, that could all be timed by the entity or something, right? Like that. But um, yeah, so how bad is the big bad? Very, very bad. The first one is very bad. How about the second one, the eh. woman in white, so to speak? Yes.
1: Oh, Constance Welch, um, not so bad. I mean, mean, no, I mean she's. I mean, she's, she kills
0: multiple people.
1: She kills multiple people, but they fa- but they can figure out who she is. They know what she is, and mm-hmm. it's a solvable problem. And that's kind of how I was looking at it. Like mm-hmm. the f- I can't call him his name yet because you don't know his name yet. But creepy crib guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll just call him creepy crib guy. <laughs> creepy crib guy is not a solvable problem yet. It's a right. big mystery and it's caused two deaths in a horrible, gruesome way.
0: Mm-hmm. Book ending the episode. Yes. Like-
1: um, And, but woman in white, they know what it is. They know how to solve it. Mm-hmm. They're, they're on the case.
0: So I would, I would argue that like, she's, t- I mean, she's not killing out of, you know, glee so to no. speak, or for pleasure, or sport, if it will. Like, she's looking to punish. Mm-hmm. So I think she knows that what she's doing is wrong, but I also think that she thinks what she's doing is somehow noble yes. in a way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's an interesting character.
1: Well, no villain thinks they're doing the wrong thing.
0: That's true. So- <laughs> That's, all. That's also true. So so how bad is the second big bad? Eh. Eh. Bad, but not Bad, like- but. I would call her evil, like...
1: No, she's a misguided spirit.
0: There you go. Okay. I think that's going to be a term that we're going to use a lot in this podcast. (laughs) All right. Next category. Yeah. I'm going to call this... It's a little bit spooky, isn't it? Um, (sighs) Yeah. Let's talk about some moments in this this episode that truly freaked you out, creeped you out, scared you, like whether it's a jump scare, whether it's just something that was just like, yeah. Like this presses a lot of Nicole scary buttons for me. <laughs> let's let's go over some of those Nicole scary buttons. Like, what are some of those scary buttons for? Flickering you? lights. Okay, so that's number one.
1: Uh, creepy curtains.
0: Creep, creepy curtains, like the way they move in the wind, or just the, the way, way they, they move
1: in the wind. The way they look when street lights. Through them. A lot of my terror in life comes from The Exorcist. <laughs> yeah.
0: So and that'll become relevant sure, later on in the future episodes. But um
1: so flicker, like the whole opening scene with Mary, like when I mean you travel for your job when Sam was a baby and we were living in that hundred year old house. Mm. Oh, I've lived this episode <laughs> over and over. I should, have, I should
0: have propped like a mannequin standing over oh, in my.
1: Oh, Jesus. And again, he turned six months old right before Halloween. (laughs) Folks, literally, I'm not making this up. The day before Halloween he six months old but no um, and also creepy baby toys like I don't you weren't home mm-hmm. but Sam had that sing of, ring of keys that would honk and beep and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, I this. And you remember how they would go off randomly? Yeah. Well, in the middle of the night they started going off in the kitchen so I had to go down our creepy staircase by myself with all the lights off and then all of the toys are blinking. <laughs> Just,
0: Why were they blinking?
1: Because the battery was dying Or so we think And I know the house was 100 years old I don't want to think too hard about Hope, it I'm not going to lie
0: our, our old house in, in Connecticut was creepy It
1: creepy was beautiful AM. and wonderful And I love old houses that might be haunted Like yeah. that's my dream I went, but...
0: I went into our basement maybe a handful of times we You were scared for, of the basement I think we lived there for what two years and I
1: Three years. years The basement was pretty cool though There was a bomb shelter And there was a root cellar it
0: was creepy. <laughs> creepy, creepy, <laughs> no. creepy um, yeah, no, I agree. The first, the first murder, excellently shot. Like I was on edge. Um, but
1: like that whole sequence whole and sequence. like the staircase with just the way that it was lit. Um, yeah, and and I'm someone who sleeps in a nightgown every night. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing, just like ringing bells for me of things that scare me. So, crazy.
0: crazy. How about you? What was creepy for you? Well, uh, like I said, the first murder, definitely the way they shot it. Also, like anytime there's a kid ghost or child ghost and anything Mm -hmm. i'm going to be freaked out i'm just like children who are ghosts freak me out i've gotten over that hump really
1: yes um what is it Zhuan, the japanese horror movie
0: oh yeah yeah
1: he was the ghost was kind of cute and i used to babysit a little boy who looked like him and that just kind of changed things for me. I'm okay with it. You're okay
0: I'm <laughs> um, not over it yet. So, yes. We, and when and our we, son calls you father. Yeah. Our son is doing this thing now where he's calling me father, which is <laughs> weird. It's weird. Um, I love yeah, it. Yeah. Kids g- kids that are ghosts or ghost kids, children. <laughs> just, just wait. This just gave me the eebie Season five. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to save this category for down the road because we didn't really get. I'll I'll just tease it now. We're going to you know we know that with Netflix, um, sometimes the the songs that appear in the original episodes Uh. do not make it to the Netflix transition. So we get what are called Netflix replacement songs. Mm -hmm. We're going to have a category going forward called worst song Netflix replacement song. (laughs) Um, We're just not going to do it for this episode. I mean, I had a I had a nominee which was like the the. I don't even know the title of the song. It was just when they were driving. But they were like, from New York to California. Yay. Yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a bad, lyrically, it's just a bad song. So that's the winner this week. But yes. we will go into much more detail about that um, later on. And it's a shame that I can't find which song was supposed to be there. But they actually. That was Rambling Man, I think. That was Rambling Man? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> really replaced. So yeah, that's definitely the worst replacement right there. <laughs> All right. Next category. Um, folks, because this show started in 2006. Right, two thousand six, two thousand five, two thousand five. Two thousand five. Because the show started in two thousand five, there have been a lot of people that have been on the show. Not quite the iconic list that Law and Order Mm -hmm. can boast, because my gosh, you watch some of those seasons, you're like, oh my God. But there have been some people that have appeared on this show that have gone on to have relatively successful, incredible A list careers. So Mm -hmm. let's let's pay some respect to some people who got their starts you know, some of their starts on this show. So the mm-hmm. first, right off the bat, we get Adrian Pilecki in this mm-hmm. episode. And who this is like right before Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Where she kind of blew up on that end. Um she hasn't really done much, you know, lately, but I mean you know, she has a name. Yes. You know, she's a, and she sadly just got a, a divorce a couple of weeks ago. I just saw that no. then, saw that in TMZ. So sorry. Sorry, but, Adrian. Um, that's terrible. Yeah. But cool to see her here. Um I won't lie I think they probably had her in her underwear a little too much in this episode. I mean, I know it's 2005. Yeah. I know that we've evolved as a culture about yes. how we film women. Um, but yeah, she's she's in her underwear the entire show. Yes, basically. she is. Yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> the other um, person that I was like, hey, I know you, was uh, the woman in white, Sarah Shahi? Shah- Shahi? Shahi. Sorry, Sarah. uh, Sorry, Sarah. I'm (laughs) awful, as you will find out on this. this He's terrible at pronouncing names. Terrible, but you know she, you know, went on from this to be a a major character in Person of Interest. She's also been on Chicago Fire. Um, She's done a lot of a lot of TV, but she's done like long, you know, episodes of, Mm -hmm. of TV, so to speak. So she's been on like multiple. episodes she had a seven episode arc on alias Mm -hmm. so she's done a lot she's a a recognizable face and name on tv but you know sure she is in supernatural playing the ridiculously gorgeous woman in white i mean you know they're that first death so to speak Mm -hmm. they're just again the way they film her but still so
1: i have a question so as a guy Mm -hmm. who was well, actually, we so technically we had just met, but you would had been dating mm-hmm. before this. Yep. Uh, would you have picked up Constance Welch on the side of the road? Oh, absolutely not. No, absolutely. <laughs> I know you don't do country roads, ironically, all, considering roads. we live in the
0: woods. <laughs> don't do country roads. I certainly don't do country roads and stopping for a woman dressed in white on the side of the road. Like, I, I, I don't believe. Well, let me put it this way. I'm 80% sure that supernatural things do not exist on this world. Mm-hmm. But if I saw a woman in white walking down our street, which is a country, country road, road, I would not, I would drive as quickly as I possibly can. Pass so <laughs> Here's the thing, Nicole. You don't ever have to worry about that with me. Never, never, never. You're never,
1: never having, having sex with a ghost. Never going to happen.
0: Never going to happen. So don't even worry about that. Um, all right, folks. Next category we have is what we call quote of the episode oh my goodness this is gonna be a tough one i know so we're gonna bring some nominees because mm-hmm. there are a couple um nicole yes what is your first nominee for quote of the episode uh
1: no chick flick moments okay that's a good one that's good i've got a lot i right i'm gonna to have
0: to dig through here's one of mine mm-hmm. you should be afraid of the dark you know what's out there Right. Some very casual line. Dean says it to Sam. He's like, you should be afraid of the dark. You know right. what's out there. That's a very kind of like, ha ha right. about your upbringing. Um, what else you got? Uh, we've got work to do. That is a really good ending uh, line for the episode. Yes. Like, we've got work to do. Slam the trunk shut. And that, that comes back a lot. Yeah. And, so, we're like, and we're off. Yeah. That's a great like, alright, I'm riding with this show now type, yeah. of, type of line, which is great. But I don't know, what Nicole. I think you might agree with me. I think this line of dialogue, which might be top five most iconic lines of dialogue in the show. Dad's, total, on, I mean? a Dad's yeah. on a hunting trip. Dad's on a hunting trip. Dad hasn't been home in a few days. So he's working overtime on a Miller time shift. He'll stumble back in sooner or later. Dad's on a hunting trip. And he hasn't been home in a few days.
1: And he's, he hasn't, he hasn't he, been home in a years.
0: That, first of all, because we see it in almost every like promo yes. for the next fifteen years. 15 years. <laughs> um, but I mean, it—the way that it, it, they drop it here—it's yes. it, it's a record screeching to yeah. a halt type of moment for Sam, where as soon as Dean says that, Sam knows, like, oh man, right, something's up. So, I mean, that's my pick. Mm-hmm. For a quote of the episode. What do you what do you feel?
1: Um that that is the winner, but they're just gonna give you a couple other important nominees. Please. So jerk bitch. A little like, exchange there. That little exchange yep. is super important and super iconic. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts His cole <laughs>
0: That's a good line as well. Um,
1: and then just for Dean like Dean's entire character arc, take your brother outside as fast as you can. Like that informs who he is as a character the rest
0: of the series. There you go. There so, you go. Good picks. But I think, yeah, I think that's yeah. tripping he hasn't been home in a couple days. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. So all right. Well next folks, we're gonna do what we call Sam and Dean moments. Mm-hmm. So where it's we pick basically our moment in this episode we feel is the Sam moment and what is the Dean moment of this episode. So Mm -hmm. Nicole, what is your Dean moment for the pilot episode?
1: Um, my Dean moment is when Dean is driving Sam back to Stanford and, um, He's just saying, you know, we made a really good team back there. And, you know, Sam pushes back a little bit and he goes, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll take you home. Like, he knows that this isn't what his brother needs. Mm. Like, there's just this really awesome moment of understanding of who his brother is. But he's still there for him, which I think is a really cool moment. And granted, like, I have three brothers. All four of us siblings are very different people. Mm -hmm. But I think, and you know you have a brother too. like there's just kind of an understanding of who we are as people and we see that about each other and there doesn't have to be a whole lot of discussion about it so good
0: points, good points. for me i think it was the moment where sam made that comment about mom and being like you know this isn't going to bring mom back right and dean just like snaps and like pushes yeah. him up against the wall cuz you like that's obviously a triggering you know comment for him mm-hmm. cuz he was the one who witnessed it he saw it happen right and um that i think sets a nice tone for for who dean is yeah so to speak of like you know you don't talk bad about mom or you don't Mm -hmm. talk bad about that situation so to speak um really really i think key moment for in the character arc of dean how about your sam moment um he gave me a 45
1: Mm. and i was nine Mm-hmm. I think that like he's indignant and he's pissed off, and I think that says a whole lot for that like ticked off little brother right attitude, and again, he doesn't need to say a lot. It's in that like really pivotal first few minutes that we get with them as adult brothers, mm-hmm. and I think it just really says a lot for where he is as a character in that moment That's a like, good
0: point, I actually the same thing, like his hesitation to hunt. Yeah, throughout this entire episode, like, and and specifically that part, I think yeah, you get, again, great, great revealing moment for him as a character, I think, which mm-hmm. is pretty really cool. So definitely, definitely. All right, last category, we're gonna call this bromance, <laughs> bromance, if yes. you will. Nicole, what was your Bromance for the pilot episode? Um,
1: I loved that they when they were um, interviewing. The those girls, they said, uh, "What do they talk about?" At the exact same time, and I just, I loved, I love it when they talk at the same time. <laughs> there you go, kind of kicks that. that and again, up. that the moment of Dean busting in and saving Sam at the end.
0: Right. It's just great. There you go. There you go. For me, I think it's actually it's after Jess's death. Yeah. Where they're they're sitting outside and you just see this change in both of them, so mm-hmm. to speak of like, all right, let's go. Like, and, then- well, and I think Dean also
1: now thinks that Sam can understand what he's been dealing with mm-hmm. their whole lives together. Right. Like Sam gets it now. Whereas it's, it's really completely different.
0: Although I will say that this Sam's episode, an adult, this but- episode is missing a scene where, so, so Dean drops Sam off. We see, we see Dean drive away. Mm-hmm. Sam walks into his apartment Sees Jess, it starts to burn. Dean immediately kicks it, opens mm-hmm. the back door, and he just happens to be there. Yes. How did he return? Why did he return to the apartment? That's a question, that's a lingering <sighs> question for me. Um, so here's the deal
1: I don't know if this actually happens or I read it in a story.
0: <laughs> the but, lines uh, of fan fiction I know. are starting to blur. I know.
1: But I feel like he says at some point, that he just had a feeling and he had to go back. Mm. And again, I don't know if that actually happened or not,
0: but again, if it, if it, if it did, they should have at least put it in the episode of like right. him being like, no, I got to turn around and say something else to Sam or something like that.
1: But um, that moment and Jess is something that doesn't go away. So. Right. Right.
0: Good point. Good point. All right. Final category, Nicole. This is my maybe my favorite folks we have to have a rating system for how we feel about these episodes <laughs> one through five obviously but instead of just giving it five stars or you know five shotgun blasts or something like that mm-hmm. um, we're gonna do Jefferson Jefferson starships. We're gonna say how many Jefferson starships do you give this episode? One through five I give it a five this yeah. this is the
1: the moment that started everything. So it gets a five, and honestly, it's a pretty damn good first episode of any show. Whoa, that's a
0: that's a, you're you bringing it there with the language, my god! Sorry, like you were really like into this this pilot episode. I, I you know I I also give it a five. I think it's a strong pilot episode. You you hit all the beats you want. You get invested in these mm-hmm. characters. Nice little tease line at the end. Yes. Um. Yeah, I, I, I'm right with you. I think it's a strong, strong pilot episode. So it's going to get a five for me, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Which is awesome. Nicole. Yes. Anything else you want to add about the pilot episode? Well, I feel like
1: visually they did a really awesome job of setting the tone for what the whole first season was going to look like. Mm. Now, I know they got a lot of flack from... The WB about it being too dark and too difficult to see and being too ominous. It's literally a very dark episode. It yes. is literally a very dark episode. Yeah. And there are callbacks to that in later seasons. But I think this, it, yeah. they really do set the tone for the whole
0: season. So I agree. I agree. Strong pilot episode. Well, that is going to do it for us this week mm-hmm. on. My gosh, like Liar, Liar, Mom on Fire. Like this is, I am so proud of this title. I, you had no idea. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm really happy that we're doing this podcast. So we're going to keep it short and sweet this week because, uh-huh. you know, as with every good podcast, you want to keep things short. You want to keep people invested. Um, leave a little, you know, tease line at the end, which I'm not going to create right now because I have no idea. Um, it's late. We've got work to do. <laughs> there, you um, there you go. Um, but, yeah, we're going to come back. We're going to do this every single week. Maybe even twice a week because there's a lot of episodes there's together. There's so many episodes. Um, the goal is to definitely have this sh- this podcast probably wrap up, um, obviously, you know, next year once the, the what, season 15? Season 15. Is over, yes. so to speak. So we'll definitely go through season 15 and that'll be the last, you know, part of this podcast. But we are going to try to catch up as much as we possibly can. Uh, because that's that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure, make sure we're, you're, we're deep diving as much as we p- can into this incredible series. So we're going to be back next week with episode two of yes. Wire, "Liar Liar, Mom on Fire. But Nicole, thank you for joining me this week. This was great. Can we have a snack now? <laughs> you, you're hungry after that? <laughs> Good Lord, what is wrong with you? <laughs> all right, folks. And of course, you can catch this podcast and all of our podcasts on the Onstage Blog Network at onstageblog.com. So please definitely check that out. And um, yeah, we'll see you right here next week. Right here. Right here on Liar Liar Mom. Mom on Fire. fire. <laughs> Maybe you should say the i I'm gonna just say the Liar Liar and then you say Mom, Mom fire. on Fire. Mom on fire. There you go. All right folks, we'll see you next week. <laughs> bye bye.